0: Triple M's Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Thanks to Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance and power without limits. Gus Walland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush 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 Hour. Yeah,
1: Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell for your drive home this afternoon on Friday. It's a big afternoon, lads. We've got ex Matilda Amy Chapman joining us ahead of the Matildas, but also we have Alec uh, Alexakis, Art Alexakis from Everclear in studio. One oh, of yeah. the most famous riffs here from Seven Wines. Hey,
2: <laughs> and what about you? Just quietly, just a little bit excited because tonight. <laughs> You're off to Taylor Swift, Tay <laughs> Tay. Plenty of Sydney siders taking their their sons and daughters, not just girls. And yes. Sydney trains will be programmed to play Taylor Swift hits as thousands ascend on Olympic Park. Swifties queue for seven hours for merchandise. Yeah. Wow. If you want some merchandise, get in there nice and early, Jude. And also, um, yeah. they've actually got a little recommendation of when you should go to the toilet so you don't miss too much. Because if Is you, there you any need times, to go, to can the... you
3: tell us or not? Well, I can I can tell you, but do you want me to tell everyone? Because yeah. I want you to have the loot to <laughs> no, yourself. No, no, no. K- keep it to, us. Keep
1: keep it to us. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
3: unbelievable. I can tell you, mate. The, the energy around Sydney from you know people coming in to see Taylor Swift, and not just Sydney siders, but people from outside of Sydney. But that's why Sydney is the place to be, baby. Mate. In about ten minutes' time,
1: we're going to talk about what happened on the school camp because I've just come back from a, a father yeah. daughter camp, and big thanks to to Wade uh, Graham for jumping in the hot seat
2: yesterday. I tell you so. what, you don't want to give people not. Opportunity to jump in like that, G, because Wade really, really did a good don't don't you reckon, Dell? Yeah. Possession's nine-tenths
3: of oh. the oh, mate,
2: I tell you what, it's
1: probably good to have someone who knows their NRL stuff. <laughs> an oh, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> Four
3: premierships, World Cup man of the match, Origin man of the match. Sorry about that. You know what, though? Uh, <laughs> the NRL
1: is trying to take over the world. They've got, they're have over in Las Vegas at the moment. And there's breaking news out of the NRL. David Riccio joins oh. us to tell us about it. We have breaking news out of the NRL, and we bring go to our man, David Riccio. How are you, David? Going well, dude. Mate, uh, tell us what is happening in terms of this purchase or potential purchase of the English Super League from the NRL.
4: Yeah, guys, look, it's certainly uh, very much in the infancy as far as the investigation process by the NRL of potentially purchasing the English Super League. And it would be a most significant moment uh, for both well sides of the world as far as rugby league is concerned. And I think it speaks to uh, where the NRL and the RL Commission are heading as far as Investment into the game uh, by supporting the game. Uh, they're in such a strong financial position at this point in time, the NRL, and that that's been proven over the last 48 hours, 72 hours, by the emergence uh, of of, of the, uh, the the current financial position of the, of the code. And this has raised the prospect, um, I understand, of the NRL looking into buying the English Super League. Uh, they, that creates a whole heap of spin off scenarios, guys, as far as what that means. And it means so much potentially uh, for players. Uh, the, the potential of players traversing between both competitions, like we saw back in the 80s. Yep. Uh, the likes of Peter Sterling and Brett Kenney. remember that. Yeah, Gene Miles, yeah, all those That's guys, right.
2: yeah. Now, Dave, Sir Peter Volandis, as we call oh, him oh. on this show, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's yep. done it again. He's all-powerful. He just gets stuff done. He looks at something and goes, how can I get this done? He doesn't like anyone putting any hurdles up.
4: Well, yeah, there, there really is no ceiling, is there, uh, Sir <laughs> Peter Volandis' vision. Uh And look, this is just another one. As you said, uh, Gussie, Like I just spoke about they've got $700 million in revenue Mm. um, as it stands as far as investment properties, et cetera. Guys, only a couple of years ago, the game was on the brink of insolvency. So they've come a long way quickly. And this potential acquisition of, of the English Super League, who, as we know, they have a long history of financial stress and they're always on the threat of insolvency. That that There's clubs always on, you know, putting the hat out basically uh, for money to stay afloat. And it speaks to the NRL's vision of wanting to have both sides of the globe thriving with rugby league. And and as I, I want to state, it's very premature. It's still in the in the investigation process from the NRL's point of view, but it's certainly a possibility.
1: And so uh, what about, the, I guess, the, the, the strength of the game now and the potential for player earnings moving forward? This is huge, particularly we know uh, it's about to kick off in Las Vegas where you're at over the moment. I mean, yep. it's just exciting times, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it really is. Uh, and you're right. And and again, that probably comes back to the vision of the current the Arrow Commission. And what what also must be stated, I've picked up on here, guys, it, it leads to the prospect of NRL clubs creating almost a sister city model with an English Super League club. So, i.e., you know, the the Broncos might be aligned with with Wigan and the Sharks might be aligned with St. Helens. And what that could do for the development and feeder systems of their younger players from both clubs Mm. could really be a, a huge coup for the development um, and promotion of the younger generation players. Really, really um, you know, create even a, a greater depth and model for players being exposed to top flight rugby league.
1: Now, we appreciate Fantastic. you jumping on with that Good NRL man, breaking news. David Ricky. I appreciate right. it, mate.
4: Hey, thank you, boys. Go well. Enjoy awesome. the trip, mate. Just got back
1: from a school camp, lads. Mate, you, you, forgot your, you forgot your pillow. You're oh, no, a little bit I tired I and crazy. An it <laughs> was an era. How's, How's it, Nick? I tell you what, I needed a chiropractor this morning. It was only one <laughs> night sleeping up. We're up uh, just uh, past Windsor, beautiful place. Oh, Somerset life. Camp up there, like they have, they have about ten thousand school kids go through there mm. each year. So it's mm. a family-run business, great little spot. But forgot the pillow, which was just error number one. Now, yeah, you know, when you when you're hanging around the school dads and stuff like that, like I, I don't need to be like the Bear grills or anything like that. Yeah. But you don't want to feel. Yeah, you've cut short as well in, in that in, space. In, yeah. Inadequate. That's yeah, why, yeah. exactly. And I, certainly, <laughs> we had to put up the tent. Well, I got got my daughter to do that. That was part of the thing. Like yeah. you know, she wanted to take well ownership of that. So yeah, yeah but, that's but good. um, that's her job. had to build a raft with the other guys oh, and that sort of stuff with the kids right. and stuff and. Let's I reckon just they've
2: been doing the building the raft thing oh. since I was <laughs> at school. So they've decided on like three activities, i.e. everyone's like, you've got to put Dad's tent up. Yeah. You've got to build a raft. And at some stage they probably gave you a compass and told you to go from A to B. That's That's been the same activities for <laughs> 50 years. Well, I'm not saying my raft would have got to New
1: Zealand, but I would have got to Norfolk <laughs> Island, I reckon. <laughs> it would have been all right. It was pretty <laughs> solid. But well, we're doing building rockets.
2: It was good fun. Do you remember your school camp stuff? I do, I do. And, and I was very fortunate. And, you know, boys, my mum, um, listens to this show she'll still be listening with good memories of going up to Camp Knox, which is Knox. Sort of basically had a bit of land on the Hawkesbury, which was called Camp Knox, and certain kids that weren't necessarily the smartest kids that that wanted to do sort of more outbound type sort of stuff could go up there and do their schooling in nature and stuff, and they got extra points for doing that. So, but every couple of uh, every couple of years, you had a couple of weeks up there, and you got more and more depending on how old you were. So I remember my mum being the lady with Mrs. Miller, who actually used to take our class away to Camp Knox initially. Then we went to Canberra as well. But the one I remember the most is I actually got an appendicitis on a night where we were meant to call be called Solo, where you spend 24 hours alone in the bush by yourself. You've only got a whistle. You blow the whistle, someone comes and gets you, right? So I was blowing my whistle. Someone came and got me and said, Wallen, what's wrong? You can't <laughs> spend more than five minutes without crapping on about something to someone. I went, no, no, I've got, really got a sore tummy. Anyway, got my appendix out about four hours later at um, Royal North Shore. Got the speed <laughs> boat across to Kangaroo Point. The Ambo picked us uh-huh. up at Kangaroo Point. Took me to, to Royal North Shore. So that was my memory of... Of school camp, but I loved it as well. When you know, I went with my kids, Jude. They thought, they thought, "Who's he whinging again this oh, fall? for sure,
3: 100 percent. What, <laughs> what about you, Del? Yeah, we well, school well, camp story. Yeah, well, you know what I lived up there, Serena Mackay. It's only uh, an hour and 45 uh, to the uh, to the north is um, is the Wood Sundays. Yeah. So early Beach, and beautiful. So we're in like grade three, grade four. We're all excited because we're we're camping at early Beach, but then we get to do day trips to Daydream Island and you know Brampton Island and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Sure enough, day two. Eighty percent of the the uh, the kids got uh food poisoning. Oh. so oh, so no. yeah, no. If th- that wasn't embarrassing enough, so what the teachers did is they went and got those pull up Kimbys. Because everyone was like this, you know. What's, a, oh, what's a Kimby? Oh, you know, look, a, look, a, look, a nappy, look, a pull-up. Oh, a pull you're up. wearing re- like almost yeah, like, oh, an like an adult, an adult na- nappy. nappy. Yeah, look, an adult oh. nappy. But you know what? The big dog, he didn't get sick. That's right. But everyone's just oh. like. Guts. Yeah, oh, Iron guts. guts. Everyone's just absolutely pooing their pants except me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're
1: the stories we want. What happened at the school camp? So many calls to get to, Gussie. Yeah,
2: let's go with Dom. Start the ball rolling from Zetland. G'day, Dom. How are you?
4: How are you, guys? I'm good. Yourselves? Yeah, really good well, Dom.
2: What happened at the school camp?
4: Oh, I've got to go on for you. This was year nine camp about 10 years ago. Yep. Um, and we all got pulled aside. So the rumors started spreading. Someone took a dump in the shower.
3: Whoa, what? Oh, come on, mate.
4: give you a bit come of background, on. we were up in the Southern Highlands and there was one little toilet block <laughs> for about 150 kids. So
1: what, is um, the cow- what cow- that does that the be- camp leader say on oh, that sort of yeah. stuff?
4: Well, the guy, the camp leader pulls us all in. We all sit in single file in our groups. <laughs> The guy pulls us all in, he says, he gives us his speech, I still remember it. he goes, I've seen some pretty disgusting things in my life, but nothing compares to faeces. There are faeces in the shower. Oh, oh
1: Dom. That, that, you, that yeah. changes you forever, that stuff. 100%. You can't unsee that. Now,
2: now, Dom, do you want to make sure what definitely wasn't you, brother? <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Kyle. Hello, Kyle.
4: Not too bad, boys.
1: Mate, what happened on the school camp?
4: So I'm a school teacher, yep. and uh, three years ago, you might remember, out in the Central West, we had a mouse play. Yes, That's of right. course. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've taken a, a group about a group of year five and six kids out to a local uh, sport and rec camp, yeah. and there is mice. Everywhere, oh. crawling through the cabins, getting no. into the kids' beds. Oh. The girls are screaming. The boys are trying to catch the mice to scare the girls with. Oh. Whenever we talk about school camps, uh, this story always comes up. The female teachers have still got PTSD from this camp. 100 <laughs> uh, We don't mention the mouse camp. <laughs> no.
3: Jeez,
4: <laughs> that's, that, that's really good. Really cool. That's hard
3: to top. Let's go to Jason from Canella. How are you going, Jase? <laughs> Very well, gentlemen. How are we all? Really well, mate. But what I want to know is what happened at school camp. All right. Uh,
5: basically, 1987 up at boarding school in Orange. Not going to name the school, of course. Yep. Uh, went on our camp. Went orienteering with the old, the old clear compasses. Oh yes, you remember? Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, halfway through the day, I got lost because I was by myself, oh, and that oh, ended no. up to 48 hours in the bush, in orange, in the middle of winter. 48 no, hours? Freezing? Yeah, by myself, freezing, absolutely freezing. I don't know if I can say it, but balls yep. off. Yep. Right. Yeah. They ended up finding me a couple of days later. Uh, had frostbite, oh. had ammonia, ended up seven days in hospital. What and did your mum and dad say? Well, I was at boarding school, so when they found out, my dad was... Unbelievable. Oh, Crazy. He, yeah. he jumped in the car, drove straight up there, and mum stayed behind look after the sisters. But dad uh, got up there and he actually ripped into the school so badly. Yeah. It was to the bet. point where it was like from then onwards till year 10, if I did anything like that, they notified my dad before they notified me. Wow. <laughs> Glad you're
1: safe, Jason. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Let's go to Nat. How are you, Nat?
6: Good, thank you. How are you guys? Not too bad. Hey, what
1: happened at the school camp?
6: Uh, this was my first and very last experience on a school camp as a teacher. Yeah.
5: Mm.
1: We
6: took 90 10-year-olds on a school camp yeah. and food poisoning kicked in. Mm. We had – there was not enough ice cream containers to survive this. We oh, no. From cabin to cabin, mm. we were, had to ring nearly every parent to do a two-and-a-half-hour drive to get there to pick oh, up their kids. The kids. Oh. We had about nine kids left on the bus by the end of the camp to take back to school. The oh. other two teachers then had a bucket each. I was the only one that didn't get it because I was on a food elimination diet and had to take my own food.
2: So oh, that was lucky.
6: Were, it was bad. It was the worst experience of my life in terms of school camp.
3: Jeez, <laughs> Nat, all, all I want to say is you got to be better. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Gavin from Reesby. Hey, Gav, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, bud. Yourself, yeah, good, really mate. Well. Yeah, good, mate. mate. What we want to know is what happened at school camp.
4: All right, well, um, you know, when I was in year six, we all went to Teen Ranch. Uh, I don't know if i still around anymore. And, um, yeah, the first night, I got busted with one of my dad's pornos.
2: Hang on. Oh, no. You've taken the magazine in. DVD or video? No,
4: the magazine, man. All the boys were in
1: And then one of them let it out that I had the magazine and, yeah, I got done and I was on multi-patrol for the whole camp. What sort of things were in those magazines? Oh, mate. Gus used to go down in Hugh Jackman's basement, didn't you? Relax, relax. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Time to talk to rock and roll legend. (laughs)
0: Our next guest has been writing songs since the time that living beside the ocean was an achievable dream in Sydney.
7: We can live beside the ocean, the fire
0: The mid 90s. In fact, Everclear are to the 90s what white four wheel drive Land Rovers are to school pickup on the northern beaches. Oh, Alex Arkus is the mastermind behind it all. I wouldn't be out of line referencing the fact that Art's younger years weren't easy for him. He'll openly tell you his path could have been much different if it wasn't for music. And we can honestly tell you that Triple M would sound a lot different if it wasn't for him. So he'll always be welcome at our place. And it's a bloody pleasure to have him around today. Please welcome the front man of Everclear. Still rocking and performing as strong as ever. It's Art Alexakis.
2: Yeah, it's a real pleasure to have you in the studio, Art. Thank you so yeah. much for joining Amazing.
7: us. Wow. That was that was impressive. <laughs> man, I must be really good. You are.
2: <laughs> wow. And not only good, but you're a nice person as well. Because wow. believe me, you know, the the people in here that put those stuff together for our guests... It's really personal for us. We want you to feel that you are special and you've done I, a great I, job and we want you to feel welcome.
7: Thank you so much. You know, I, I you know, I tried to laugh it off, but wow, that was really that was really wonderful. I was really touched by that. Thank you very much. No problem. You made me sound a lot cooler than I really. am. <laughs> I we'll, make sure, cool.
2: we'll make sure we get a copy of that so you've got it. Um,
7: welcome back to Australia. How much do you love it here and how much you enjoying doing the shows? I just I just adore it here. I mean, I seriously my wife, by the way, can I get a copy of that to play for my wife? Absolutely. Cool, exactly. yeah. Every yeah. time she gets mad at me, I can play it for her. Yeah, right. I'll send it to you. <laughs> to rem- I appreciate that. Yeah. That that was a reminder that I'm kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, you know, at home, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm a husband and a dad, and all that rock and roll fame stuff and all that stuff, just kind of drops back down. I like it like that. I mm. like, that's where my priorities are. They're good to have the balance, though. It's yeah. I mean, that's. What balance is all about. Both um physically, which I have a hard time with balance. I have multiple sclerosis. I diagnosed about eight years ago. So trying to achieve that balance mm. is like a lot rougher than it used to be. I used to be really athletic and you know, played baseball up into college and now it's uh now it's kind of flipped because I used to not have balance in my, my personal life and in my emotional be- well being and now I do. Mm. Yeah. But you know, there's a there's a trade-off, I guess. Of course, apparently,
1: yeah. yeah. Art, this is a a, a tour that is going to be acoustic and a much more intimate sort of feel. How much do you like that?
7: I love doing that. It kind of brings it all for full circle from the way I write the songs. I write the songs, almost all songs, even me, anybody, even up to the glorious Tay-Tay. We all write songs <laughs> mm-hmm. on a guitar or a keyboard with our voice and, yeah. our, and we'll our fill head. it out after our then. head and our heart. That's it. that's we're sorry, That's where it all comes from and. Bringing it back to that, especially for hardcore fans, they're singing all the words, even the obscure songs, right? And and it's just so much fun. And I'm just, being you know, I'm I'm, I'm being a smart aleck up there, and um, I tell the stories behind the songs, but. And people, after I do my set, I come back out after about five minutes, and I take requests.
3: Mate, do you prefer the big stadiums
7: or the small, intimate venues? To be honest with you, I like right in between. Mm. I like about 1,000 to 2,000, because mm. you, you can see people's faces. Yeah. You can see people. It's not just a big wash of people. But at the same time, when they applaud, um, you can feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you you, you, you These know guys right? know, oh. for sure. I oh, You guys know you, you, when you do something and you get that applause, mm. there's a buzz there that you're not going to get It's from,
1: hard to feel anything either. else. Is that why you see so many artists still touring? late? Like we have just had Paul McCartney, Grace Our Shores and the like. like people touring. He doesn't, he doesn't need the money.
7: No, but they just, no. it's addictive, it must be. Absolutely. I think it's partly that, and I think it's partly because that's what we do. That's what we do at any level, whether it's playing to 250 mm. people or – 200,000 people, and I played, the most I ever played for was 385,000 people at, um, a show called Woodstock. Oh um, yeah, no, Woodstock. Now you'd have to remind us <laughs> what that yeah. was. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I'm not making any assumptions here. No. Um, I mean, you guys still eat Vegemite, you know. So I gotta hey hey, hey. I, gotta yeah. be, I gotta be careful hey, here. Uh, uh, like, you've given it to
2: Vegemite <laughs> yeah. on the way in. You've given it to Crocs. No. Yeah. Now uh, you and I are going to fall out if you continue down no. this no. no. path. I found a partner in here because Gus. <laughs> well,
1: loves
7: we're going to have, have to scrum, man. We're yeah. going to have to get into a scrum. the way you looked at him. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm old, and, but I'm kind of wiry. Yes. You guys know that.
2: Yeah, you got some <laughs> bones about you, I imagine. No, I don't. So you are not see so you, anymore. You're not, you're, like we're all dolled up because we just been at a, yeah, at a this triple M event.
7: You me. look good, okay. mate. You're, I'm usually
2: wearing sweats and, and, and sandals. That's what we normally would wear as well. We're shorts because yeah. it's hot here. So yeah. you're not a Crocs man. You're more of a sandals man, yeah. a thongs man. Thongs.
7: No, no, I don't wear thongs. <laughs> flip-flops. Not, okay, say flip-flops. <laughs> no, <laughs> thongs. <laughs> Who told you I wore thongs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very comfortable. <laughs> well, you can
1: catch Art Alexakis <laughs> tonight at the Crowbar, Saturday at the Edamoga Hotel, and on Sunday at King Street Band Room in Newcastle. An absolute Mate. pleasure to spend a bit of time with you on The Rush oh, Thank you so much, guys. Bolts, you're fired up. Absolutely, fellas. I've noticed some have chosen to throw shade on other men. This is to those reluctant, swifty fathers who really don't want to be heading out to see Taylor or have had to just cop it from their mates because it's not the music we'd normally listen to. Don't worry about those blokes who scoff at you. It's like they think masculinity has an expiration date or something. Newsflash. Real men don't need permission to shake it off. I've taken a leaf from Gussie Wallen's book. Just own it, lads. You don't see Gus worrying about the haters when he's rocking Crocs or dancing to Michael Bublé, do you? Yeah. Despite the considerable (laughs) and justified mocking that he does cop. Whether it's Del just proudly walking in Oxford Street and his budgie smugglers, or poolside, we know that famous photo just rubbing sunscreen on Willie Mason's back. Uh, Bring it on, I say, Del. Yeah. I know at a court tonight there'll be more than a few grown men unabashedly belting out love story with tears in their eyes. There will be no judgment from me. Hell, I'm pumped. But there was one bloke who actually printed out every lyric on a piece of paper. That's a bit much. Yeah. See you at the merch tent. I am pumped. I'll be the one draped in friendship bracelets from my daughters and those burst eardrums from screaming teenagers, and there'll be thousands of them. But I'll be a part of it. Alton
0: out. Yeah. Triple M presents Pearl Jam. Live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests, the Pixies, playing Giant Stadium November 21. Get your tickets Friday at pearljam.com. The is better man or woman.
1: Absolutely. Triple M is proud to present Pearl Jam on their return to Australia for the Dark Matter World Tour 2024 this November. Have you got someone in your life that's the better man or woman? Do they help you or others out in times of need? Now's your chance to let them know they're the better man and we could be sending you both to Pearl Jam, head to M.com.au, tell us about your better man, and we could be calling you. Today, Gussie, Dell, yeah. we've got Mel on the line. Oh. Mel, welcome to The Rush Hour. Hey, boys, how we going?
4: Hey, hey. Mel, how mate, you going? who
1: are you nominating as your better man or woman and why?
4: Oh, look, I'm nominating uh, my wife. She's my best friend, my best mate. Um, yeah, she's just incredible, guys. And take us
1: through, like, where does where does she work and what's what's the biggest thing?
4: Uh, mate, well, the biggest thing is, you know, like, she was uh, working down at West Children's Hospital for, for many years. And uh, unfortunately, Mum uh, come down with a bit of dementia and uh, needed some care. So she took a bit of early retirement. And, mate, she's always looking out for, for my mum and dad. And, you know, I'm still working. And uh, she's just a, a trooper, mate. She gets in there and does everything for them. And I just... Well, yeah, I love Pearl Jam and I know she's just a massive fan and I just thought, wow, it'd be just nice to do something special for her because she's always given to others.
3: Well, let's give Joanne a call and tell her you're taking her to Pearl Jam. let do it now. Let's do it. Come on. I'm excited for you guys. Come on, Joanne, pick up. Hello,
6: Joanne
1: speaking. Joanne, it's Gus Jude and Wendell from the Rush Hour. How are you doing?
6: Oh, good,
1: thank you. Joanne, we've got uh, Mel on the line. Mel, have you got something to say to Joanne?
4: Hey, hey sweetie. Um, yeah, we're off to Pearl Jam. Oh,
6: thank you, darling. Oh, oh you such a sweet heart. Oh, well. Wow.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, oh. guys. You've won oh. a double pass to Pearl
3: Jam. Unbelievable
6: effort. Oh. Thank
3: you so much, guys. Oh. No, I don't think you guys deserve it, Mel and Joanne, because my mum, she struggled with uh, dementia for four years and then she passed away at the start of COVID. So I know how hard it is and uh, it's quite emotional and I, I, I feel a lot of love for you guys. So well done to both of you guys.
7: Thanks, Dill, and uh, appreciate appreciate all you guys. You do such a tremendous job for, for the community and everything you do out there. Um, really appreciate this.
2: No. Well, just cannot imagine two people that deserve it more than you guys. So, thanks, Mal, for nominating Joe, and well done, Joe. Hopefully, this night just oh, gives you a little bit of love for all the hard work you've put in. Oh,
6: wow. Thanks very so much. Yes. Yeah, oh, wow.
1: Ah, oh, sensational. Yeah. And Triple M presents Pearl Jam Live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests the Pixies playing Giant Stadium November 21 and 23. If you've registered, get your tickets now or join the waitlist at livenation.com.au. Registration sale will close at 6 p.m. today.
2: Yeah, and Dale, we had breaking news earlier from Dave Riccio saying the NRL are looking into buying the Super League.
3: It's obviously early days, but if that does happen, you've already thought about something that may work for the fringe players? Yeah, for sure. You know, you got players that play New South Wales Cup and obviously in uh, the host, uh, host Place Cup in um, Queensland, Like they go back there. You know, it's like Tristan playing for South Logan. He's there most of the season until the Origin players. But even like at Penrith, there's a young kid called Jack Cole He's coming through now, uh, but he'll get a start at 5'8 because of, um, you know, Louis still injured. But he's a young player that they might have sent over there to start, like consistently start every game rather than play here because obviously the English Super League competition is better than reserve grade competition, okay? And there's another young boy like Brad Schneider. He was brought into the club for depth as well. And then you've got other players like, look at Jack Cogger. Remember when Jack Cogger went over to Super League and came back? So mm. in, in those that's that could that could work. For certain clubs, uh, and you know, and they can have a feeder club over there. So, say so Leeds might be uh, aligned with uh, the Broncos, or um, you know, St Helens might be aligned with Penrith Panthers. It's a fair, and yeah, as well as the revenue into the game, oh, of
1: absolutely course, absolutely massive. Yeah, it's about
2: bolstering up that league yes. as much as possible and making it strong on both continents for yeah. sure. What about the Panthers World Cup Challenge previewed, mate, up
1: against Wigan? How do you how do you see this playing out,
3: mate? Look, Wigan, you know, they're a fantastic side, but I reckon this is the strongest. Panthers side I've seen, and I don't think they've won a World Club Challenge yet. You know they got they got done by one point um, uh, last year. Remember, uh, Dylan Edwards didn't play, and they got done by one there. But this is their strongest side. Cleary's there, obviously. You know their big forwards are going to be there. It's a well balanced squad. I'm telling you, I I think the Panthers will run roughshod over Wigan. What do you think, oh, I certainly hope so. They've yeah. certainly enjoyed their time over there. I've been talking to Ivan yeah. Cleary a little bit, and he's just
2: loved it. They went to Man City, yep. and he said, how the other half live in terms of the Premier League and the money and stuff that goes with that. Of but course. Yeah, it's a wonderful experience for so many young blokes. Uh, Mav Geyer over there, MG, son. Hopefully yeah. he gets a run, and yeah, it'd be lovely if the Panthers have dominated so much over here. You're right. They'd love to win the World Club Challenge and come back here and be Premiership favourites to go for four in a row. Yeah, for sure.
1: And the pre-season challenge tonight, we know the Bunnies are taking, on the Chooks uh, at Belmore, and then, of course, the Sharks and Bulldogs, which we'll be taking on Triple M NRL at 7.55, and the Listener. What do you think is going to happen to the Sharkies and Bulldogs?
3: Yeah, this will be a good game. I reckon the Bulldogs here, I reckon the Bulldogs will get the job done here. I like the Sharks, have got a pretty strong side. Um, and Nico Hines, he's just been ruled out, actually. He's just been ruled out uh, with an injury. So um, well, That's a big one. It's a big out. Yeah, it is a big out. But also, remember I said to you guys last week, this time last week, I said, Trindle was, was the guy that you need to watch. He got man of the match in the All-Stars. So things will uh, you know, be based around him. But tonight, look at that team. You know, Burton there and uh, Blake Taft at the back. Bronson Cherry was exciting last week. We saw how he played. But also Bronson Cherry with Crichton. Crichton's their new captain. So on the back of that, I'm tipping the dogs tonight. All right. Gussie, you headed off to Mudgy yesterday, mate.
2: Yeah, exactly right. I've um, been doing some stuff in the coal mines out here with Gotcha for Life, and I just want to tell you about a couple of stories. One's complete nonsense, and you'll see the photo on our socials, but one one was uh, a little one closer to our hearts, I suppose, boys. I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, Tamudji's about 300 k's, So it was a fair drive after the show yesterday, and then I've driven from there to the central coast tonight. So I do feel a little bit at the moment like, where am I and what am I, what am I doing? But I actually saw... I saw a bloke last night when I was filling up the car because I decided to take the petrol car rather than the electric. Because I wasn't sure about how I was going to get the electric and where I was staying, didn't have all that stuff. So I got put some diesel in. I went in, I thought, you know what, I'll get a cup of coffee, just keep myself sort of um, um, going here. Up. And yeah, exactly. So I got my got my coffee. I'm walking out and this old bloke comes up to me. He must be in his mid sixties. He goes, "Uh, you're you're Gus, aren't you?" I say, "Yeah, mate." And he goes, "I noticed your car. Then I put two and two together. So I was wondering if I could have a chat to you. And I know all three of you boys, all two of you boys, all three of us get this quite a bit. So absolutely, what what do you want to talk about?" So we sat by my car for a little bit, and I'm having a couple of sips of my cuppa. And I turn around. And I go, "Oh, mate, I should have got you a." cup of tea. You know what? What would you like? And he goes, "Oh, I'll have anything." And I said, oh, "I'll get you a cup of tea." Um, how do you have your tea? And he goes, "However you want to bring it." Oh, really? I'm like, didn't give you oh. any direction. And I'm like, um. Yeah. Uh, what like, do you mean? He goes, me sort of stuff. Like, just- Literally, and I go, but you're in your mid 60s now. Like, surely, if you, you know how you like your tea, <laughs> you know if you want it black or white, whether you want sugared or non sugared, or with all the different milks and stuff on the go now. And we're having a really deep conversation about his life and decisions that he's made and other people have made. And I'm just sort of like, should I really take this up with him now or should I just get him whatever I want? In the end, I just got him whatever I wanted. But I wanted to ask you boys, do you find that strange at the mid-60s that someone doesn't know how they have their coffee or tea? It's definitely a bit strange.
1: Like I, I would sort of know Dell's weird coffee order, you know, four <laughs> shots, two sugars. I mean, you have a variety. A lot of things like that and yeah, yeah, variety, I don't know variety, how to make
2: but, my wife a yeah. cup of tea and things like that. Yeah, yeah variety is a yeah. spice of life. It's, well, I know with you, you got you know your four yeah. shots, three sugar. Yeah. Sometimes it's four and four. Sometimes it's yeah. four and two. Yep. But at least you know you like your coffee mm. strong and with sugar. This bloke didn't have a clue. Yeah. Anyway, he loves the show, this bloke, and hopefully he's <laughs> listening now. Yeah. I really enjoy chatting, even though you made me an hour late what did you chat about? Night, what did you chat about? Oh, about his oh, – I don't want to share it on the radio. Yeah. It was no, about his life and decisions yeah. that he had made okay. and perhaps he'd like to yeah. have back. Yeah. Um, and then I've <laughs> been so good with my – Diet, Diet yeah. haven't I? So I thought, you know what? I'm to go to Vegas. Maccas. I'm going to go to. The- no, no, I didn't go to Macker's. But there's this pie shop up on the Central oh. Coast called Heatherbras. Mm, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. come across yes. this? Yes. of course. Mate, that's, we I
1: veer off there a fair yeah, bit. Yeah, that's right. Veer I,
2: off the main freeway. I and, and, and veer off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what I did, I went, you know what, you beauty, and I got so excited, and I got, I got the actually a sausage roll, mm. underneath, and the lady said, do you want to pay for sauce like ten cents for a traveller sauce, or do you want to use the yeah. pump over there? And I said, I'm going to sit down, so I used the pump. Yeah. So I put the sausage roll underneath the pump, <laughs> pump it down, and the sauce came straight at me. Oh. Didn't go down, oh. came straight at me, <laughs> all over my pink shirt. Oh. All over oh, my gotcha shirt, no. and it was just life having a crack at me, going, "No, yeah. mate, yeah. no more sausage rolls." <laughs> yeah. Brilliant.
1: Time now for the sports quiz.
0: Whether you're on the train, in the car. It's Gus's big sports quiz. There's a bit of everything in Red Rooster's Mega Box. Brought to you by Red Rooster Mega Boxes. The rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today.
2: And I tell you what, boys, I need to lift. I got absolutely oh, flogged last hammock. week. Yep. Absolutely hammered last week. So, who have I got this week, Jude? you got Alex for Roos. Hello, Alex. <sighs>
4: G'day,
1: guys. How are you? Mate, G'day, G'day, Alex. Alex. Uh, you have uh, Wendell Saylor as your phone-a-friend, yeah. and I'm Wendell gonna, has the answers, which he doesn't normally have across this show, but this mm. is one segment <laughs> he does. Um, <laughs> oh, and you can else. use him once in the opening <laughs> round. you ready right to roll, Alex? <laughs> yes, mate, absolutely. Come, Come on, on, Alex, smoke him. Righto, Gus. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa Dell, <laughs> Relax, mate. Gus, you can
1: <laughs> yeah. catch this live on Triple M and Listener tonight from 7.55pm, which NRL trial match is on our airwaves. I think it's the sh- Doggies and the Sharks. Oh, that's easy. That's very Steven good. Stephen Crichton, the captain. He is. That's right. Hibba, look out. All right, Alex. Australia beat New Zealand in a T20 Classic on Wednesday. How many wickets did the Aussies win by? And you can use Adele oh, if you need. Yeah. Um, I believe it
4: was six. Oh, Oh, he's all over this! Wow! Wow! Wow. Look out! We've We've got got a a a A smoky, smoky. gravy, this guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gussie. Alex Volkanovsky heartbreakingly lost his featherweight title to which man at (gasps) UFC 298? No. Oh, come on! Give me something. (laughs) Three, two, one. Wow! It's Ilya Topuria. yeah, I watched it as well. Yeah, he was...
2: Hurry oh, out. Just uh, name shook him. Guys.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was a hard yeah. one. It was hard Oh, don't be cocky, <laughs> Alex. Look <man>. at him <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> I,
2: I didn't believe <laughs> that
1: for a minute, Alex. Trying try to lift Gussie up. Look at him. Yeah. Here you go,
6: <laughs> Alex. I'm glad you got that question
1: <laughs> up in the <laughs> <laughs> Uh Alex, Wade, Graham filled on the, in the, on the rush hour yesterday, obviously... Very well. Exactly. Very good. Yeah. Obviously, he's a Sharks <laughs> legend, but which NRL club did he start off with? Oh, start off with? Yeah. Played in, the, played in one of the yes. teams? I'm here oh, for you, I know he played.
4: I know he played for the... I'll go with Dell
7: this one.
1: Yep. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, the he's Penrith Panthers. He Panthers. Yeah, he played with the Penrith oh, Panthers. Oh, did too, yes. All right, Gussie. Yeah, mate. I Guss, need this. You need this. EPL, Gussie, it's in your realm. Name oh. one of the three sides currently sitting in the relegation zone. Burnley. Oh, yeah. no. well it was. Yep, it's Sheffield United, Burnley, and Luton Town. So, yeah. All right, to all, this is for the win. Come on, Alex. Come on, Alex. settle, Alex. Back to UFC. Who did Robert Whittaker beat last week at <sighs> UFC 298?
2: Oh, <sighs> yeah, this is good.
4: Tiebreaker. Time, I think we got a he Doesn't know. He doesn't Unless know. he pulls it out. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, was All that was idea, Costa. it was Paolo no Costa. It was good okay. to see Whitaker take him down. Well, All right, no, tiebreaker, bro. your name is your buzzer. All right. Back to the first T20 between New Zealand and Australia. Who scored the most runs for either the Kiwis or the Aussies? Us. 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 Oh, I'm going to give that to Alex just by oh, whisk up. what? Yeah. What?
3: Hey, oh, Gus, wait. settle, mate. What no. is it? Who,
1: give us one. Mitch Mark. Yeah. Mitch Marr, she goes, got her, Gutsy seventy two. We yes. are going to give you the Red Rooster two hundred dollars to spend at Red Rooster. There's a bit of everything in every Red Rooster Mega Box. The Rooster's calling you to try Mega Box at Red Rooster today. Great work, Alex.
4: Beauty, thanks, guys.
1: Legend. That's mate, BS. Yeah. Oh, That's that. BS. Oh,
3: oh, please. Dude, I was in before Alex.
1: do I want to go. Take that upstairs, mate. No. We know the bugger no, gets it wrong as well. Don't yeah, worry. Oh. It's all good. The Matildas are in action tomorrow night.
0: We share in common with our next guest is that we're also quite skilled in dribbling. We just do it in talking form. Let's go again, (laughs) Sarah. If you give her a soccer ball, she'll have no problem giving it a turf massage with her feet. She was very good at it. I mean, she played 20 matches for the Matildas. And I think there's like 50 matches in a box of redheads. So that's a lot. She's a premiership winner with the Brisbane. Bloody Queensland sporting achievements. What else we got here? Oh, there we go. She's even had playing stints in L.A. But these days, she's an expert panellist and commentator, so she's got us covered, or man-marked, as they say, in all fields. Please welcome to the Rush Hour Australian footballing great Amy Amy Chapman.
2: Yeah, good day, Amy. In the Matildas face Uzbekistan for a spot in the Paris Olympic Games later in the year. First leg, Central Asia. Second leg next week back in Melbourne. What should we expect from these games?
6: Yeah, well, it's always an exciting weekend when the tillies are, are playing again. And so first leg is away in Uzbekistan. I think it's the first time the Matildas have ever played there. And it is currently minus one degree. So Ooh. a little bit of a challenge for the girls. They've come from Europe and Australia and a mix of everywhere to to come in for this first leg. And, of course, it's a quick turnaround for the game uh, in Melbourne in front of another sold-out crowd on Wednesday. So a lot to play for. The Olympics one step away.
1: Amy, mm-hmm. we know that Sam Kerr unfortunately yeah. tore her ACL. Do you know how her recovery is t- tracking along?
6: Oh, the dreaded ACL. Look, yeah. I know as much as the, most of the world just watching on Instagram, but she's walking. She's sort of – she's done the hard part. She's had the surgery, and she'll be just – in the hands of her football club, Chelsea, over there in London. I know she hasn't travelled to these games because obviously the priorities are focused on, on getting back out onto the field as soon as possible, but it's, it's a lengthy one. It's usually nine months minimum, so a little while for Sam.
3: Amy, we know uh, in the World Cup you know the, the Matildas did an amazing job and obviously captured the whole imagination of Australia and, and the world just quietly, uh, very underrated but what what should we expect from the 2024 Matildas?
6: Well hopefully the momentum continues, obviously we've got a huge bandwagon of fans now which is just so refreshing to see because these girls have been so talented for so long, I think everyone was impressed by the intensity, the pace the skill set that they have so it was great we got to show ca- showcase that at the recent World Cup and Obviously, the Olympics is the next big one. They deserve a medal. They got oh so close. They got knocked out by England, obviously, in the World Cup. But the good thing is Great Britain in women's football are not in the Olympics. So no England knocking us out. And we're a good chance of a medal if we can just get past Uzbekistan.
1: I mean, it's just so incredible to see women's sport on the on the big stage. We've seen the Matildas, and then you look in the US and what's happening with Caitlin Clark and Sabrina in the in the women's WBL, WNBL, and that's and like. Just, I mean, this is an incredible era, isn't it?
6: It absolutely is, and I think the most powerful thing is we haven't even seen the true legacy from this. Mm. It might take ten years to flush out. It's it's the walking past the local football fields, the local mm. AFL, the local soccer fields, and just seeing how many girls are out there playing. that's that's the really heartwarming stuff, and what I love most about the World Cup most recently is people weren't talking about, you know, the men's team or the women's team. It was, it was football, and they were getting behind the team. And for me, having played for the Matildas for a really long time, the number of times people used to say to me, oh, "How many times did you play for the Socceroos?" and I'd be like, "Oh, uh, close, just not quite." Yeah. <laughs> now it's no excuse. Everyone must know, and um, you know, there's no reason you shouldn't know this kind of information. Absolutely. So it's great to see.
3: Amy, but one thing I think we can do better is is the funding, you know. We still struggle not just with uh, women's soccer but also men's soccer, funding at grassroots level uh, to that next level as well.
6: Absolutely, and that's one of the big pushes for the legacy. The participation growth we've had off the back of this, sometimes in some areas, I know here in Queensland, it's been over 300% for these mini Matildas female programs and we just do not have enough fields or even the fields that we do have. A lot of these clubs aren't actually set up to have a good inclusive culture for women. There might be, you know, these are little things where you walk straight into a change room and there's immediately a trough and there's a history of men's only clubs. You know, there's, mm. there's lots of things we need to be doing that we haven't thought about to accommodate for, you know, a bit more of 50-50 gender equity in this situation. So, you know, the Matildas are doing a great thing by getting
1: the name out there, but a lot more needs to be done at the grassroots level. Absolutely, Amy. And Saturday, 24th of Feb, Uzbekistan take on our Combank Matildas live from 7pm on 10, 10 Play and Paramount Plus. We wish you all the best and thank you so much for joining us on the Rush Hour, Amy Chapman. Thanks, guys. Go the Tillies. Go the
6: Tillies.
2: Yeah, on Thanks, Amy. On you, Amy. Go to Boys, I won't be here next week. You yeah. no are away. Hey. In, in in Los Angeles, then into Vegas. No. Obviously, oh. catching up with you guys on my journeys. But have a fantastic week. I know that Candace Warner's coming in, so yeah. you have some fun with her. But uh, yeah, I'll be your uh, reporter across there in the states. Have See, a cracking time. Will you time, enjoy mate.
3: it? And uh, make sure you just don't like get too much of you, mate. Because I know you love oh. you. Relax, mate. It's <laughs> all, it's don't all, do all good. Don't do what Dale would do in, in Vegas. Oh, Look oh, mate. <laughs>
2: well, I won't be putting suntan lotion on his back like you do with Willie, mate. Don't worry. Oh. Have a good weekend, boys.
0: Have a great Thanks. weekend, everybody The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.